red rifle. The red rifle. <laughs> What's not, not exciting about the red rifle? He's not QB1. Welcome to episode 53 of the Go For Three podcast, a podcast for frustrated football fans by two and a half, three frustrated football fans, Brad Klein, Jenna Alike, and Brian Hudnell on the Go For Two podcast. Happy to be with you for this draft special. Very, very, very exciting. Turns out Jenna's the only one who dressed for the occasion. Yeah, that's a great way to like segue right into my story. I have a, I told Brett I have a story to tell. And Brian, so great to have you here. We've had Brian on twice. Once was to co-host with me when Brad was traveling. Because we used to care about putting out an episode yeah. every single week before we became horrible at our jobs. Just terrible. In quotations, because we do not get paid for this. Um, so Brian came on then, and then he also came on for a segment just with Brad. I was busy at the time that they were able to record, and we did a draft thing last um Last year, because we've been doing this for a year, which is insane. Um, So, story time. So, right now, for all our audio listeners, everybody, I am wearing a sweatshirt. It's an Oakland Raiders sweatshirt, so it's technically vintage. Um, They got the New York State Fair. (laughs) I remember that. Yes. Why not get a pretty expensive sweatshirt at the New York State Fair? You're already blowing a whole bunch of cash on snacks and rides and all that nonsense might as well blow some more money on a sweatshirt that i wear often um and so i'm walking on campus it was around football season and the according to cbs the fourth ranked safety andre cisco is walking on campus as well and he sees me and he goes what do you think about all the antonio brown stuff and i was like what are you talking <laughs> you're speaking to you're addressing me at the moment I was a little shook, and I was like, he's an idiot. Like, I didn't want him in the first place, and he just kind of chuckled and kept going on his way. But good luck to you, Andre Sisko. You seemed like a nice yeah. guy in our one interaction. Um, he thought it was funny that I didn't like Antonio Brown, but that was only the, at the beginning of the craziness because, you know, or I guess when we realized he was crazy, and then he went on to do more. But I guess congrats to Antonio Brown. He just... He just like signed an extension or something like that, renewed contract. Something happened with him and the Bucks. So the Bucks are returning everybody from the Super Bowl run era yeah. roster, which is crazy. Um, so that that was my my small story. Best of luck to Andre Cisco in the draft. He was a good Syracuse player. Yeah, he, he was, was fun great. to watch. Here, here's a question to you, Jenna. Do you think Cisco could be wearing the silver and black? Ooh, Ooh solid question. Um. Yeah, I think it's definitely a possibility. I think he's been mocked there a few yeah. times. Um, and the thing is with the Raiders, which we'll obviously get into, it's our draft special, so we'll get into it a little bit more. The Raiders need help almost every – like, we've moved back in the offseason somehow. And so defense, we need everybody. And then we need offensive line, which was a strong suit for us in the past, you know, handful of years. So I say, you know, we are not good at causing turnovers. One thing Andre Sisko is really good at is finding that ball. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, would not, I would not be mad about it. It would be fun to have a Syracuse-Las Vegas Raiders connection. So I can see it being a possibility that I would be mad about. I'm with you. All right. Hey, maybe Andre Sisko gets his name called in the next few minutes because we are going to draft here. The first round, Brad, Brian, and Jenna will pick for the 32 NFL team, show them how it's done here. And we're going to rotate every three picks. So Brian's going to go first, and he's going to pick for the Jags. Jenna has the privilege of picking second for my Jets, and then I'm going to pick third. 
and we're just going to go round and round we're and round. We're going to snake it, though, right? Oh, that is what we it. said, that's and right. that's what I planned for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, we're going to snake it. That's fine. We're going to snake it till I get two consecutive picks at 3-4, and, and, and that's how we'll go. All right? Yep. Sound good? Yeah. All right, Brian, you're on the clock. Should I be timing this for the clock? No, we all know. This, this, this isn't going to take Well, this not this pick, t- but for the other picks. Maybe, but the thing is, is we're not picking. Like, we're picking for the—me and Brian were talking about this a little bit before. We weren't sure if we're predicting who these franchises are taking or if we're the GMs. Right, who well, are we the taking? Rules here. Yeah, that, that, that's important because I have guys that I would like to pick yeah. for these teams. I say we go with our preference. Okay. All right. I, the way the way I kind of just planned it was preference slash kind of where I could see them leaning. See, I agree. Like, I'm going to base my picks on team needs. It's not just going to be like, oh, well, I like this player. This player should go here. It's going to be this team needs this pl- position. Let's go with this player who I also like. I agree, but I'm also taking into account some of the buzz that we're hearing. Okay, yeah, like, sure. your sure. pick, your pick at number three is very interesting, yes. Brad. Um, and the person who I like, if I were in your position, who I would pick isn't the person that I think would be the best for the job. Okay, me I just too. think it's so the person. Sh- should I be picking the rumor or should I be picking the guy I think is best? <laughs> That's the thing I don't know. That's All the right, thing about you my know what? Do what Who's you want. on first? Do what you want. Just uh, pick. Just here's pick. The deal. Okay. For, okay. So we're gonna go with logic, what we're hearing, and talent for every other pick. I'm just gonna do whatever I want for number three. Cool? Do whatever you Sounds want. Number good. three is such a nightmare. Okay. So <laughs> with the first pick in the go for two draft, it the is, Brian Hudnell Jacksonville Jaguars select. It is Trevor Lawrence. What? Quarterback. Clemson. <laughs> I know. Crazy. Look, we didn't need a timer. <laughs> I know. Mac Jones is on the board here, but it's Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it, he's been the pick. Really since, I mean, his freshman year since he walked on Clemson. He's had all the hype since his freshman year. And Urban Meyer gets his, you know, franchise quarterback for the next 10, 15 years. So, Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville. I respect that. Good yeah, that's you. that's that's the obvious pick. I'm also going to – I'm just going to hurry up and go. I don't have enough analysis on Trevor Lawrence. I was I was thinking – I was thinking of how I was going to plan this. I was like, maybe I'll just – because I don't know who you guys are going to pick, but what names are going to be off the board by the time I go. Yeah. And so I was like, let me just pick for everybody. And then I realized I didn't have time to do that. But I was like, who do I pick for Jacksonville? Let's look at their needs. And I'm like, let's, who, who are we kidding? They're going with Trevor Lawrence. All right, so the Jets, Brad – so I, I said I said a little before, I'm the only person who has the privilege of picking for all of our teams. Mm-hmm. I'm picking for the Jets twice, the Bengals, and the Raiders. So with the second pick in the 2021 Go For Two podcast draft, Jenna Lique's New York Jets select. It's Zach Wilson, folks. All right. <laughs> It's it's Zach Wilson. Um, very like he's really solidified. Like he's been solidified in that second spot. Very similar to a Trevor Lawrence. No one's really moving that around. Um, a far fall from grace for Justin Fields. This guy was all Jets fans after they won that second game. Were like, oh, I guess we're gonna have Justin Fields, and people got really psyched up after that Ohio State Clemson game. My fan frustration looked, was about Justin Fields. It was about Justin Fields. So ever all the Jets fans were ready to, you know, settle for Justin Fields, and now all of a sudden this guy Zach Wilson, the Mormon Mahomes, potentially not everyone thinks that he has that, but it's kind of like, let's go all in on this guy. The Jets need something to go right. Um, I think he's an intriguing player to watch. I like. I think. His ceiling is going to be really fun. Okay. His floor might be, you know, not so great. I'm with you. I'm <laughs> but with you. It's, he's exciting. And it's crazy to think that 
you know, Jets fans were upset with settling with Justin Fields. I mean, he is, a, on paper, a great prospect. But Zach Wilson's season was just a tier above um, anything that we expected this year. He showed some impressive throws. So the fact that Wilson had the season that he had to over kind of jump Justin Fields just shows what his future could possibly be in the NFL. And I think a part of it is that Jets fans are just sick and tired of being sick and tired. I've used that phrase a lot on this on this pod. And here's the deal, right? The Jets hire Robert Sala because, yeah, he should be good at his job, but mainly he's the anti-Adam Gase. He is the exact opposite of Adam Gase. Sam Darnold doesn't work out. And what do the Jets fans want? They want the exact opposite of Sam Darnold. And Justin Fields is not that. Justin Fields is another guy who came in as a bona fide pro, came in at one point, now look, that was a long time ago, but at one point was being mocked as the first quarterback off this board and comes from an established school. USC, Ohio State, both have histories of producing mediocre at best pros. BYU is kind of that new, exciting figure in the NFL. So I I think that's where Jets fans are coming from. They've got Steve Young. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) former number one overall pick. There you go. To the Niners, who are on the board at three. Now, look, before we started this draft, we kind of agreed, okay, three is such a nightmare that I'm just going to do whatever I want here, and it's going to sound odd. I'm going Justin Fields. The reason that sounds odd is because on this podcast, I have been anti-Justin Fields as a Jets fan, and I just explained why. But I'm pro-Justin Fields because of every other reason. Look, bottom line is there was no combine for Justin Fields to get leaped in the rankings. I don't know how it happened, but all of a sudden, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, everyone else is better than Justin Fields. And the last time we saw this guy play football, he outperformed the guy that's going two picks before him in Trevor Lawrence. So, look, Justin Fields passes the eye test. He's played good football at a very high level. There's really no reason that the 49ers shouldn't take him at three. So, there you go. Three quarterbacks off the board in the first three picks, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, no surprise. And a bit of a curveball by me, Justin Fields at three. I understand Mac Jones, Trey Lance have also been mocked there. But I think I think Fields is the guy. So, there you go. I'm on the board again. You are. At number four with the Atlanta Falcons. Another pick that's been kind of a nightmare, almost, for me to predict. Uh, it sounds like this pick has a chance to be moved. But as of now, I'm going to stick to need and the Falcons need a tight end. And I'm reluctant to go Kyle Pitts. I'm going Kyle Pitts, by the way. Of course you are. I'm reluctant because I feel like it's very high to take a tight end, but I'm still going to go with Kyle Pitts. as a guy that's gained a lot of traction over the past few weeks. He had a great pro day, and I think a lot of people are very high on Kyle Pitts. It's a good day to be a Kyle Pitts fan, and that's why the Falcons have their newest tight end in Pitts. And you know, the thing about Pitts, he's not just a tight end. You can line him outside. Yep. You can do all of these things in addition to his abilities as a tight end. So, yeah, he's on paper, he's a tight end. But you can do so much more. And Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, that is a fun trio for Matt Ryan. I agree. All right, for the future, I have a clock. I have a timer on my phone. Don't ask me how I came up with this number, but 45 seconds for every pick. All right, Brian, you're on the clock with number five, the Bengals. Oh, it's I Jenna. Am. Oh, yeah. no. Sorry, Brian. Yeah. I mean, I would love to pick for my Bengals, but well, I want to hear That mess up just cost GM. you seven seconds, Jenna, so you better go. That's okay. Um, well, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. 
I never looked up pronouncer for this guy's name, but Brian knows it, so he'll help me out. Oh, um, I'm going. So there's a lot the of different ways. Lineman. Huh? It's an offensive <laughs> lineman. Yeah, yeah. Well, their needs are, you know, their top needs are wide receiver and offensive lineman. A lot of people are thinking Jamar Chase. I'm not only because I don't think the Bengals are there yet. Like, I think Jamar Chase is someone that you, uh, yeah, this 876, you, y'all wasted my time. I'm explaining my pick. We all know who yeah, my yeah, pick yeah. is. Pinay um, Sewell, just uh, an FYI. Is that, that's right, Brian, right? Yes. All right, I think it's Pinay Pinay? I know Sewell, Sewell is right. That's why right. Brian's here. Pinay Sewell, yeah, there's a couple names. The, the, the person I, the guy I uh, drafted for the Raiders, I have no idea how to say his name either, so we're going to look that up in the meantime. Um, but... Going back to what I was saying, so I think Jamar Chase would be someone that you would you'd want as like, okay, our final piece. This offense is gonna be awesome, but they need a lot more than that. First off, you know they first of all they need to keep Joe Burrow off his back, <laughs> um, and he just he's coming off an injury. Offensive an offensive lineman that's a position that is for a team that's kind of rebuilding, regenerating. Um, I think that's where this team is now. I think wide receiver is more flashy, and it's where um, you just, you're in a better spot. You're in a place that you need to win now. And the Bengals aren't there yet. So they have a young quarterback. Let's get some protection around them. I know, Brian, I saw, I took a peek at your fan frustration, so I know that that makes you happy. Yeah. And if I could just talk about my team for a go few ahead. seconds here. <laughs> this is the direction I want the Bengals to go in. I, I don't know how you watched this past season, the amount of times Burrow was hit, the injury, all of, Bengals were widely regarded as one of the worst offensive line units in the league. So getting a guy like Penny Sewell, who can be your bookend tackle for the next decade, I don't know how you pass that up. But, you know, I keep tabs with the Bengals' Twitter, and it really seems like they're going to go with Jamar Chase come tomorrow. But, you know, if this was my decision, I would go with Sewell over Chase. But I have a feeling that it might be the opposite. Chase goes on Thursday night. I, I penciled in Chase. I especially did after the, uh Especially after the injury, you just have to think that that's the right pick. By the way, Jenna, yeah. side note, Brian speaks like an insider. Doesn't he just remind you of Schefter? Oh, yeah. What I'm hearing right now, <laughs> as of today, you at know, this moment. You know, poking around Bengals Twitter. It's looking like Sewell. <laughs> it's looking like Chase. Yeah, I think I, Chase, it's a fun storyline. Teammates in college. At that great LSU offense, yeah. like it all sounds really great, but I'm thinking, and I even was thinking, you're gonna breaking in an offensive tackle. It takes a little bit of time. He's not gonna be perfect right out the gate because the size in the NFL is just different, and that happens to everybody. <laughs> it, it's just how it is. So it's gonna take some time. So Jamar Chase, I think, is someone who will hit quicker, but I think in the long run, this is a better pick for you guys. For sure. So now I'm on the clock with the Miami Dolphins at six. And they could go in a lot of different directions, but I think the Dolphins need to be doing everything they can to help Tua in his next season as the starting quarterback. There's no more Fitz Magic, so Tua is the guy now. And similar to the Bengals, you either get him a weapon or you get him an offensive lineman. And I'm looking at a guy who's my number one receiver, a guy that I expect the Bengals to pick, and I'm, I'm going with Jamar Chase, yep. number six overall from LSU. I just think he checks so many boxes as far as what you want a number one wide receiver to be. He's got the size, the production, the athleticism. Tua's going to have a field day with Jamar Chase. And now they Miami has a trio 
under this scenario with Jamar Chase, Will Fuller, and Devontae Parker, there's no excuse for Tua to produce now. And then, I like it. And then I'm back on the clock. <laughs> yeah. With the snake format at number so, so far, all offensive players. Does that change with the Lions? It does not. We're going to continue Ooh. offense. And, again, the Lions are another team that can go in a couple of different directions. And all that changed when I looked at the Lions' death chart at wide receiver. And it's Tyrell Williams, mm. Rashad Perriman, mm-hmm. and Khalif Raymond. So they need wide receiver in the worst way. And I'm looking at Devontae Smith, the Alabama wide receiver. Had one of the best off se- um, best regular seasons. Wins the Heisman. He's one of the shiftiest you know, players that I've ever seen run routes. You know, his size is what gets, you know, his size is the knock on him. But, you know, outliers happen. And I think Devontae Smith is an outlier. I think he's going to be a great productive wide receiver in this league and the Lions get somebody that's going to do some damage from day one. So it's an interesting pick for a couple of reasons. One, I think the Lions at this point are mocked widely for a defensive player. Um, I don't hate the pick. They need another stud, right? Especially with an offense that is going to be a little different. Jared Goff led. Now with Jared Goff, yeah, yeah. So he's going to need some weapons around him. I like the pick in that sense. I will say, though, Lions fans are going to, if Devontae Smith is picked at 7, Lions fans are going to be expecting another Megatron. And this guy is, what, 160? This is not Megatron. Now, he might be, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he might be as dominant, but he's going to be like, I don't know, Minitron. Yeah. Littletron, Minitron, same thing. Minitron so, <laughs> so there you go. I, I like the pick. I think he is... He might be the best wideout, and, and we were talking about this actually off-air, Brian, is comparing Jamar Chase to Devontae Smith, and it's a tough comparison, but honestly, I think Devontae Smith had the most dominant season I've ever seen for a wide receiver in college football, so you really can't go wrong. All right, Jenna, you're on the clock. Wait, 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 wait. I want to say something about Brian's pick. You're acting I'm like sorry. two seconds is putting my two cents. All I have to say is some people are predicting a defensive player here, but I know I've seen I'm gonna say I'm not an insider but from insiders that it's it's very likely in a lot of um, front office people are expecting that it's gonna be a very offense heavy draft up top um, so that doesn't doesn't surprise me so on to the Carolina Panthers so we have um, you had right. a move just uh just earlier yep, today that too. is what I was gonna start they did just trade Teddy Bridgewater to the Denver Broncos he's gonna be in my division all right Teddy um, um, yeah, I, I we won't talk about that right now because I have 30 seconds less than uh, on the clock. So I think, uh, well, the needs that, that they have, you know, I'm going to stick with the offensive line. Um, they need similar kind of copying and pasting what the Jets would have done if they kept Darnold. I'm going to do for the Panthers. Um, and so we're going to go Rashawn Slater. Okay. He's going to, I'm penciling him in for the Panthers. Um, yeah, you got to get protection Around Darnold, um, it will definitely probably help the run game to have a good... Uh-oh. That is why we don't do that. Oh, That's my goodness. Fair. I hate that sound. It's over, then. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's me just tell, say my pick. Um, so, yeah, it's going to help, you know, supposedly it's going to help Darnold. He's had some knocks on him because of, you know, ball security, but a lot of that's come when there's pressure on him. So, alleviate some of that pressure. He has more time to throw the ball. Maybe he's a better quarterback with the Panthers. Um, so, 
again, the Panthers are in a weird situation, even weirder than the Bengals, because they have a star in Christian McCaffrey, and you don't want to waste those years, but yet they're kind of still in this, like, weird in-between kind of rebuilding, but really don't have the time to rebuild right now. So an offensive tackle, it's kind of hard only because, um, it's hard because that's going to, it's going to take them a few, a, a season or two, yeah. um, but they got to figure something out quick. That, I just thought about that. Christian McCaffrey's not going to be Christian McCaffrey forever. And that's just a great pick. Slater can play any tackle spot. He can play any guard spot. Plug him in where you need him, and he's just going to be a stud. Many people have Slater as their number one O-line. All right, so just a quick recap here. We're eight picks through. Lawrence Wilson Field, three quarterbacks off the boards with the first three picks. Kyle Pitts, Sewell, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, back-to-back wideouts, and then Rashawn Slater. So we're two tackles deep, two receivers deep, and no defensive players picked yet. I'm here to change that. With the ninth overall pick, the Denver Broncos need a whole lot. They need defense. They need corner. So I'm tempted to go with Horn, but I'm going to go with Micah Parsons here, just based on value, right? Parsons is probably the best defender in this draft, and the fact that he's falling to nine is crazy to me. So I'm taking value here. And the funny thing is, I can see this happening. Every year in the draft, we see a player fall where you're just shocked. And I remember as a Jets fan, Leonard Williams falling to six was just something that dumbfounded the entire franchise. Obviously, he didn't perform to the way Jets fans were expecting. But that being said, Micah Parsons is mocked a few picks higher. I think he could fall to nine to the Broncos, and they're going to jump on him. So the linebacker from Penn State is off the board. Interesting, because I I like the pick. I respect the pick. Um, but the Broncos are in a weird situation after today. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is the guy. They are almost certain that Drew Locke isn't the guy. He's had a whole season uh, with him under the helmet. It didn't really do much. So I think a lot of Broncos fans want a quarterback. Um, and that's fair. That's but they fair. just traded for a guy, so I don't think that they're—I I agree with you that they're going to go probably in the defensive. So I don't think any quarterback on the roster is the guy, to be completely fair. But the Broncos have so many needs that if you can get a value guy like Parsons, then take him. And I'm not sold on any other quarterback in this draft, just a spoiler alert. So that's why I'm going with Parsons. I think he's the real deal. That being said, I'm still on the board here with this snake, and I have the Cowboys— which is interesting because the Cowboys are all over the place as well. Man, I sheesh. At least they have a quarterback. I know. They <laughs> do have a quarterback, and I need every bit of this 45 seconds here. I I don't know. I Okay. See, the Cowboys have been very interested in Kyle Pitts, so maybe they trade up a little bit. I'm trying to think right now of some needs that the Cowboys have. I think the most prevalent one is corner. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with J.C. Horn here, too. Another guy that I could see going a little higher, and that's why I'm a little tempted to take him here. J.C. Horn, cornerback. I think it's a good value pick. Again, like I said, coming from the SEC in South Carolina, I think he's the best corner in the draft. So in my opinion, back-to-back picks, I got the two best players at their respective positions. I'm feeling pretty good. All right. Anything to say about that, Brian? Yeah, I, I mean, J.C. Horn is my number one corner as well. Super physical. He's probably, if any, if you guys have heard of relative athletic score, it takes the testing results of every prospect in every draft class, and then they create a score. It's kind of like a spark score for college recruits, but it's similar to 
for NFL draft prospects. JC's Horn, JC Horn's athletic relative athletic score was, I believe, first or second like all time. For and I think you know it just started being a stat in like you know mid two thousands. If hmm. I remember correctly, JC Horn's athletic measurables is like top five all time. So I like what I'm hearing here. You're yeah, making Cal- me Cal- feel Cal- good about my pick. Now I will say this though, a spoiler alert for the rest of the draft. I think this corner draft class is a lot deeper than a lot of other people think. So uh, I, I am comfortable taking Horn here, but expect some more corners off the board with my next picks for going forward. All right, the New York Giants. Um, so they, for, they, their needs are wide receiver, like their main needs, wide receiver, linebacker, edge rusher. I'm going to go with the wide receiver. Um, it's about time we get Danny Dimes some help some weapons so we can figure out what this guy is um and so with that i think they go with jalen waddle the other alabama wideout um so yeah i i have i have nothing else to say about that um i think they just need some type of offensive help in general um it looks like they they're struggling the defensive end as well but um you know you're in the top 15 you know right right outside the top 10 Try to get those those wide receivers going. The wide receivers that made Mac Jones be the hottest name in the NFL right now, right? So that's where I'm going with that pick. I like it. There you go. Thank so, you. So let's see. So hold on. Update this for me here. So you just took – where are we? You got the Giants. They Giants take a wide out. Mm-hmm. They take Waddle, and now Brian's on the board with the Eagles. So three straight NFC East picks right now. So That's what happens when that division is so jam-packed <laughs> at mediocre that plus is, under. That was fast. So, Eagles. I think when you know, they, they heard Jenna make this pick, they cringed because they need receiver two, and now Jalen Waddle is in the division. So I think – these top three wide receivers are like the sought after players, and then there's a little bit of a drop off after those three guys. Big time. So that leaves the Eagles with a pretty big decision. I kind of have them as either picking a receiver or a corner. And now that those three guys are off the board, I'm going to look at that secondary, um, give another corner on the opposite side of Darius Slay, and I'm going to give them Patrick Sertan, the second yep. defensive back, Alabama. I mean, we talked about Horn's athleticism. Sertan, if Horn wasn't in this class, people would say Sertan is the most athletic corner by far. And he just doesn't get talked about because of Horn's crazy, absurd athleticism. But Sertan can do everything you want a cornerback to do. He can line up off the ball. He can do press. He very rarely gave up a deep ball, which in the SEC with all the talent there is very impressive. So I think... Now that the, those three receivers that we mentioned before are gone, I think Eagles go a different direction here. Pick Sertan. Okay. So cool, cool. Patrick Sertan off the board. The two best corners off the board. And now Brian is on the board again with 13, the Chargers. So 13, Chargers, they're another team that could really go in a bunch of different directions. And I'm looking at their depth chart right now, and they're sl- – 
projected left tackle is Trey Pipkins, who was a day three pick for them either last year or two years ago. And I think they could really benefit from this offensive line class. It's so deep. I'm looking at two guys, Christian Darisaw and Tevin Jenkins. And this is a personal preference here, but I'm going to go Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle, Oklahoma State. Okay. One of the most physical linemen in this class. The guy just straight up bullies people. And I think he's only going to help. He's probably more of a right tackle, but I think he has the ability to play both tackle spots. And I think you know Tevin Jenkins has a t- huge amount of upside. And I think Jacob Herbert is clapping on draft day with this pick. Justin Herbert. Did I say Jason Herbert? You said Jacob. I said yeah. Jacob Herbert. All yeah. right. We forgive you. It's all good. Well, I, I'm a Joe Burrow fan, so that's <laughs> the that I yeah. care about. There's a lot of J's to keep track yeah, of. Yeah, I'm a Justin so. Herbert fan, as, as we gotcha. know. Gotcha. We, as all we right, discuss. so. I am, but, like, he's in the division, so, like, I can't like yeah. him too much. Rough. Like, I can't see him be successful, but, like, when he is, I'm like, all right. So now we're three offensive linemen deep. We're starting to get a little thin at those premier positions. I will say, though, an edge rusher is yet to be taken, so. Yeah, that... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go edge rusher here, oh. but maybe not the one that you're thinking. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, so Minnesota Vikings, um, they, they need an edge rusher, um, I think. Above ever, everything else, you know, they have some needs on the offensive line as well. But you have Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. Um, you have Justin Jefferson. You have a team that can compete. And like I said, offense, uh, the offensive line, sometimes it takes time to develop those guys and won't make an immediate impact. Um, so I'm going to say that the Vikings are going with Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Um the, the reason why, you know, we don't have any edge rushers off the board and there's – I'm looking at, C, you know, CBS's um, prospect rankings, which, you know, you can vary those up, but he's not the top the top edge rusher. Mm. Um, but for me, you know, I like the size that he brings. He's 6'5", 266. That's a, that's a guy who's going to hit you and he's going to hit you hard. Um, and, and I think that it could be a really solid fit for the Minnesota Vikings who just need a spark up front. Um, to to put some pressure on some opposing quarterbacks. So I'm going Jalen Phillips. It's very similar to my Justin Herbert pick of last year. I'm like, I just feels right. He looks the part. Um, and that's that's what this that's my that's my one like, it's my gut pick. I gotta trust Jenna's gut here. Yeah, I remember when gut. we did our draft special last year. She was very pro Herbert. We very went, we pro. went we did Herbert. Granted. We put Burrow in another class. Like, yes. We didn't. We yes. didn't. De- we didn't. Yeah. Don't worry. We didn't even debate him versus Herbert. We did a lot of Herbert versus Tua Tungavailoa, yeah. and I was, according to what we're seeing right now, I was correct. That uh, yes. Herbert's more, the guy. Yes. more than correct. Absolutely. <laughs> I, now I picked Tua. I maintain that uh, the book is not closed on Tua Tungavailoa. I still think he was not fully healthy. I know he's physically capable of more. So we'll see. We'll I'll, see. I'll take the L for now. That's okay. Uh, Brad, I'm really excited about this pick right here because... Oh, boy. I got all the interesting You, you got all the interesting picks. Yeah. This one's fun. Okay. Do something fun with it. The Let's Patriots. See. Yes, 15th the overall. I feel like any way I go, it's fun. Let's do if it. You, Let's if have I fun. do what you're thinking of, it'll be fun. And if I completely abandon it, that's why it's fun. Okay? Yeah. Look, Patriots need a quarterback in the worst way possible. Now, here's the interesting thing. They signed Cam Newton to an extension. I can't believe they so did weird. that. They paid the guy, too, $14 million a year. Don't know why. 
I wouldn't have done it. Okay. Um, I'm still going with a quarterback. The question is, who's it going to be, Mac Jones or Trey Lance? Personally, I like Mac Jones more, all right? Part of it goes to competition. I think it's a better fit for the Patriots. He's been comped a little bit. Don't get crazy here. He's been comped a little bit to Tom Brady. So (laughs) if that gets Patriots fans excited, then... No, no, I'm not saying he's Tom Brady. I'm saying the way he plays is Tom Brady-esque. But it's also, like, there's a lot of, like, the draft, like picture you know always yes. around this time and yes. then you see mac jones he kind of has a dad bod yeah it's does, like very similar dad bod yeah. vibes so that's what i was thinking when i think of they've been compared a lot I'm like yeah i've seen a lot of pictures of both of these men without shirts looking a little pudgy well good bit. for them well this is kind of crazy because this is the conversation at three for the niners like trey lance mac jones if the reports we're hearing are true yep and you know if i had my say in it you know I think just as a prospect, Trey Lance offers more upside, but he can, he's mobile, he has a good arm. We just don't know a lot about Trey Lance. That's the main thing holding him back as a yep. prospect. And, you know, he played at North Dakota State, not exactly Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. But I think for the Patriots, I think Mac Jones makes more sense as a prospect, as the kind of quarterback they're going for. So, yeah, it's an interesting conversation. It's like, what do you want in a quarterback? Yeah, so I, I want Mac Jones. Uh, Davey O'Brien award winner. I think it's a safe pick. I think it's a good pick. Trey Lance, who knows? The only thing, yes, that's where I thought you were going, and that's why I was like, do something fun with a quarterback. I think uh, it's still fun. It, don't, it is fun. That's exactly where I wanted you to go with that. Um, But the thing is that I kind of like the whole potential for Jimmy G to be back Get in New England. Here. I like it. I like J- it. Jimmy G. It would be interesting. Jimmy G is 24-3 and three as a starter in this league. Of course, of course. He just can't stay healthy. Like, it's crazy to me. Like, I'm not saying, again, Jimmy G is this fantastic quarterback, but whenever he's playing, they win games. And it's... Let's run it back. Let's see. Let's see Bill and see Jimmy G do it again. I would want to see it just because he was, you know, Jimmy G was kind of traded away without much because of the whole Tom Brady situation which ended up Tom Brady ended up leaving anyway um so they're like no we're you know we don't want any beef between quarterbacks Jimmy G is winning us games but gotta keep King Tom happy so they sell you know they ship him away he doesn't perform too well I think if we bring him back I think if we bring him back it could be fun I don't want the Patriots to, to succeed I don't but that would be a fun good for you Jimmy good for you you got back. You have to run it back with Bill. And if it's successful, good for them. Okay. So we have four quarterbacks off the board. It took us 15 picks to get there. And I don't think that's Greek. I, I think that can actually happen. That seems realistic. So now I'm back on the clock with the Cardinals. And the Cardinals have a lot of defensive needs, mainly cornerback, right? And I mentioned before, I actually like the cornerbacks in this class more than most people. And here's my wild card pick. I'm going Caleb Farley, okay? Coming from Virginia Tech, I think he's one of the most talented corners in this class, probably number two behind J.C. Horn. And the biggest concern is the back surgery, right? And the back surgeries, plural. I get it. But this is, and I understand that every injury is created differently. That being said, I feel like every year, there's a player with injury concerns, and typically it's like, oh, well, maybe he'll have to sit out the season. Who knows? 
That was Tua last year. Played every. He could have played every game. He did not play every game, but he could have played every game. Health was not really a concern for Tua Tagovailoa. Long term, I don't think the look. The Cardinals are going to be a good team next year with or without Farley. So I think this could be a long term investment. So I'm going Caleb Farley. Nice little value pick at 16. Something could still. It's a reach. I disagree. Well, it's only a reach because of those health problems oh, yeah. that you said. And it's a tough decision any team that's looking for a corner. Do you go with Farley, who, when healthy, is the more talented cornerback? But like you said, Brad, it's a deep cornerback class. So I think you know, our team's going to take that risk and pick Farley for his upside, or are they going to play it safe and maybe pick one of the other corners? It's an interesting decision that teams that need secondary help are going to have to make. As a Jets fan, I wanted them at 23, so this is this I is penciled them in for 23. This is painful. Thanks for that. You're welcome. So, Jenna, you are on the board with the Raiders. Vegas Raiders. All right. Um, so, if we remember last year um, and what my fan frustration was around this time, it was the fact that the Raiders never pick the linebacker. We need... A linebacker. You can say, yeah, there's more issues on the defense and the linebacker's not going to change anything. Yeah, we've tried to address all those other issues, you know. I'm getting a little frustrated. Sorry, I'm supposed to be, like, <laughs> unbiased here. But, you know, the Raiders have tried to fill all of those holes. They've drafted corners in the early rounds. They've drafted safeties. I just thought of Carl Joseph for some reason because I remember that pick, and he just re-signed with the Raiders after being with the Browns for a season, which was fun and exciting. Um, but it's time to just do do what I want to do. Similar to Brad's, you know, number three pick, he's just going to do what he wants. I'm just going to do what I want. And this isn't that crazy because I've seen the, this guy mocked here. Um, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoya. Good for you. You know what, there Brian? There we go. Let's give her a look. That was right. Thank there you. We go. I looked it up. And I didn't have the pronouncer open, though, while I was going. I was like, all right, we're just going to go. Yeah, so I think, you know, the, the linebacker out of Notre Dame, let's get a heavy hitter. Let's get someone who knows how to command a good defense. And let we have young, we the Raiders have young pieces um, around them again at the corner position at the safety position. So let's anchor down that middle. Let's anchor down that quarterback of the defense. So they need to pick a linebacker here. If they don't, you know, the the thing is about their off season was they shipped away all of their the whole offensive line. Their whole offensive line's gone. So I could definitely see them going offensive line here. Um, I'll talk about that a little bit more in fan frustration, though. Yeah, and I'm looking at somebody that could potentially be an option if this scenario plays out and Darisol from Virginia Tech is still on the board. But this might be considered a hot take. I don't know. But Arusa Koromoa is my linebacker number one over Parsons. Ooh, it is a hot take. I know Parsons has crazy potential. He's so athletic. He, the way he – when he – picks the right read and goes, there's nobody that can stop him. But Jeremiah Wusu koromoa or J-O-K, Jock, whatever his nickname. J-O-K. J-O-K rolls a little bit better. J-O-K. All right. I should have known that before I started. (laughs) There's just so many things you can do with him. He was one of the best coverage linebackers in all of college football last year. There were times where he would line up in the slot to cover the slot receiver, which not many linebackers can do. And... The Raiders getting a guy like that at 17 is a really good pick for them. Let's he's going to make day one impact right away. I Let's agree with you. I, I think he's a good pick, especially at 17. 
I will say, though, that versatility has a tendency to minimize itself at the next level. I think of a guy like, and it's a bad comp, but bear with me, Jabril Peppers, right, mm. was playing every position in college. He was, and, he was a crazy college player. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, played every, he played offense, special teams, and defense. Yeah, he played I remember all of them that. at a high level. So it's, it's very different, but... Now he's only used as a safety, and the Giants would not even think about using him on the offensive end. Again, completely different. Do I think Owusu Karamoa, excuse me, is going to be this great cover guy in the slot in the NFL? No, I don't. Uh, I think he'll be a good linebacker, though, and I think at 17, it's a good pick. So congratulations. Thank you so much. And just one last note on him. Think of what division he would be in this scenario. He's got to guard Travis Kelsey. He's got to guard... Uh, you know, Noah Fant, like there, Stop there are ton of <laughs> I forgot about that. Raiders could benefit hu- a huge amount with yeah. getting a guy like him. That's our that, and that's our problem when mm-hmm. you when you that's why I always say when we talk about the conversation between Kittle and Kelsey, it's hard for me not to go Kelsey based off gut. I see him tear up our defense yeah. two times at least a season. Of course and you know, we don't play the 49ers often. So that, I think, maybe I can have a little bit more of a non-bias, I guess, recency bias will not pay a part if we have someone who can cover a guy like Kelsey. No fan hasn't torn us up as much, but who knows? They got Teddy Bridgewater throwing the ball now. Who knows? Kind of. So, I'm on the clock right now, right? Tick, tick, tick. The yes. Dolphins. I'm, I'm making the second pick for the Dolphins. Yeah. I made the first one earlier. So Mr. Miami over here. The GM of the Dolphins <laughs> in this mock. So I had them go Jamar Chase at six. And I think you continue to help out Tua any way you can. And I'm looking at an offensive tackle that's on the board right now that shouldn't be on the board. And it's Christian Derisaw, okay. tackle from Virginia Tech. Um, I, again, most years he would be a number one, a number two offensive tackle prospect. We just have Penny Sewell and Slater and Tevin Jenkins at the top that are kind of stealing his thunder, but he can do anything you want him to do. He's a great pass blocker, great run blocker. And, you know, he can you can put him at right tackle, protect to his blind side, or just put him at the standard left tackle that he played at Virginia Tech. So with 18, I'm going to go with Derisaw to pair with Jamar Chase. Now there's really no excuse for Tua. It's do or die now. You're giving him a weapon. You're giving him more protection. And that's I'm going with Derisaw at 18. And now the Washington football team at 19. Actually, on this show, we call them the team that plays football. Brad only calls them that. The team that plays football in Washington, D.C. They could go in a ton of different directions here. I mean, my immediate like impulse is to go quarterback because there is one still available you really shouldn't though Fitz magic <laughs> t- taylor Heineke. you really shouldn't though <laughs> you're like, gonna mess me up <laughs> i might be messing up Dennis i thought you were just really pro heineke no no i don't think you can rely on Fitz magic long term i don't think you can you don't know we don't exactly know what taylor heineke brings to the table and when you're at 19 and you have somebody that's been mocked at three Still on the board at quarterback, you got to take advantage of the value. What's the phrase, Jenna? There he goes. See ya. So 19, <laughs> quarterback, Trey Lance, North Dakota State. That's so sad for me. Gets to learn Ouch. under Fitzmagic for a year, and then he'll get the reins. Oh. Okay. 
Thank you. Thank you for ah! rattling her. Oh, man. Dang it. Putting her on the spot. That's yeah, good. because... Were you going to take Trey Lance at the next pick with the Bears? I was. They need a quarter... Who? You You really think... Who Who do they even have? What's his name? Nick Foles? Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. There Dalton, it is. Of course. Andy Bengals Dalton. legend. No, no, I'm not yes. saying, I'm not saying it's a bad pick. The post. Pick. That's what I QB1. The, the red no. rifle? No. I just wanted to see how close you were. That's all. No. Okay. He's so. not the guy. I'm still picking quarterback here. No. I'm still picking no. quarterback. No, here. you can't be no. that desperate. I'm that. No, de- I'm picking be. quarterback here. You can't be. I am. I'm there doing it. There are so many other needs. Take a tackle. Take a wideout. Do not take a quarterback that's going to go day two. Taking a quarterback. And who's she going to pick? There's going to be. It has few. to be Kellen Mond, right? No. Kellen Mond, Kyle what? Trask. It's, it's Kyle Trask. Ooh. Kyle Trask. I'm picking <laughs> Kyle Trask. Um, I could definitely see it being a Mitch Trubisky type of situation. Not going to lie. But the thing is, this team is not that far removed from a couple years ago when, when they were in the playoffs. Their defense is still solid. Uh, you know, it's the offense that's the problem. And you need, I think you need to pick a quarterback here. This is a very quarterback heavy draft. Um, you know, this is kind of on day two of the quarterbacks. But I think the Bears need to do, they need to figure out that position. Because as much as we want to put Andy Dalton, QB1? QB1, Red Rifle. Red, no, no, because it's similar. Like, the thing is, like, yeah, they have that option, right? But so does the Washington football team. I, You should take a quarterback there because what are the options? Taylor Heineke or Fitzmagic? I think Fitzmagic is more entertaining than Andy Dalton. And so that means they are worse off. In my opinion, I know you might have a little bit of an affinity for Andy Dalton, Brian, but he's not good anymore. He's not. He I never know. really was. He was always <laughs> just above, maybe just the above average. The way you say it, though, Red Rifle, like I see in your in your facial expression, even though we're wearing masks, you're like, the Red Rifle. The Red Rifle. <laughs> What's not, not exciting about the Red Rifle? He's not QB1. Uh, I'm so, so sorry. They need a quarterback. I When I you know wrote this up, I put best quarterback available. And I'm sticking to my guns. Have you ever seen the movie Draft Day? We've spoken about Draft Day. We spoke about it last week. Okay. I don't remember. Have you seen You saw it, right? Yeah, you talked about the money and the... Okay, so there's so many book. different, like, quotable things, <laughs> right? So Kevin Costner, yeah. the GM of the Browns, seen has it. a post-it note. Are you seeing it? You've seen it? I've seen it, yeah. Okay, so you remember the post-it note in the morning, and he just says, Vontae Mack, no matter what. Ex- yep. Jenna, quarterback, no matter what. And do you look at my doc right now? It says, in bold, best QB available. I respect that. Brad, go with the Colts, please. Okay. Let's move us on. Got the Indy Colts here. Okay. The Colts have they have some needs. I'm looking at tackle. I'm looking at corner. Again, we know how I feel about this cornerback class, so I'm tempted to go corner again, and I will. <laughs> Greg Newsom the second. Northwestern. I think it's a good pick. I think it, it makes a lot of sense for where he's been mocked. Uh, around the 20s, actually, was supposed to go According to NFL.com, supposed to go to your Bears. So mm. there you go. There were there were other positions that the Bears needed. FYI, but they, yeah. they did yeah. lose Kyle Fuller. They did. They did. And there there he has. I, I think he has nice speed and nice athleticism. And and I think the Bears just desperately need a shutdown corner. And hopefully for their sake, Greg Newsom becomes that guy. But coming from the Big Ten, I have faith in him. So give me some Newsom. Give me some Newsom. So, I'm quickly back on the board here. The snake is just really messing me up. Back with the uh, Titans See, I have here. fun because I never have to snake. Yeah, I know. I'm always in pretty in the middle. I know. All right. Back with the Titans. Okay. They need a wide receiver. 
Corey Davis. What are they going to do without Corey Davis now that the Jets have him, right? It's, it's just A.J. Brown over there. Oh, now it's A.J. Brown and Elijah Moore. Elijah Mississippi. Moore. Mississippi. Love it. Love it. I mean, look, A.J. Brown's looking really good, but one day he's going to be doubled, right? Bring and, the band back together. And Exactly. So you need some Elijah Moore in that offense. So I'm, I'm comfortable with both of those picks. All right. Well, I saw something, and it was – like, uh, this offense would be unstoppable if uh, Julio Jones gets shipped off to the Titans. Mm. Ooh, that would be dangerous. That'd be spicy. That'd be, and I like, I'm, I'm high on the Titans, um, just as a person for some reason. Um, and so that would, I, look, I saw that and I'm like, oh, this will be great. You know, putting chum in the water for me to just love, love the Tennessee Titans. But who knows? Maybe they don't need Julio Jones if they're planning. Tomorrow's the day. Like, I keep forgetting that tomorrow's the day. It doesn't Crazy. feel real, right? It doesn't feel real that tomorrow's the day. And the thing about it, I'm like, well, you know, what if they get Julio? I mean, yeah, that's going to be a really quick turnaround. We got just under 24 hours till this thing gets kicked off. So I was like, Brad, maybe that changes your pick. No, it shouldn't because nothing's going to happen in 24 hours. That's not going to be completely out of control. I look at my phone. Breaking news. That'd Breaking be crazy. News. Breaking news. But, all right, it's my turn now, right? Back with the Jets at 23. All right. Oh, shit. Just handle her like a baby. You got Zach Wilson. Who are we? Who are we? Oh, she has this weird quarterback thing. It's going Kellen Mond, right? QB competition. You got to make sure <laughs> the quarterback position is filled, Brad. <laughs> um, okay. So, they need a corner. Corner, yeah. I'm going to go I'm going to go corner. Um, and I was Can gonna I predict your pick? I think you're going to take a Fatu Melifamwo. <sighs> I was, okay, I thought about it for like a two seconds. Syracuse? But no, I'm not taking a Fatu Melifamwo. I'm not, um, is Asante Samuel Jr. on the board still? Yes. He is. And that's who you're going to take, Brad. Uh, corner at a Florida State. Florida State corners, you know, not too shabby as of late. Um, and he's predicted, uh, you know, according to CBS, to be in the top three. Um, he, they predict him a little higher than J.C. Horn and, um, Greg Newsom the second. So it could be a potential steal. Um, so yeah, so you need a, you need a corner. Um, Farley was my pick for you guys. I thought he'd fall. He didn't fall. He did not. He didn't fall. So yeah, let's, let's get you a, a top three corner. Like why not? I like it. Yeah. I'll take it. Okay. So Got a corner off the board for the Jets, and Brian is back at it with the Steelers you're, you're at 24. You're making me pick for the Steelers. <laughs> you're making me – can I just give them a kicker and My just, like, go on? So, I mean, I'm kind of going in both ways here. I, I'm personally – I'm not a fan of picking running backs first round, but I think the Steelers are in a weird spot. They have a one, two-year window with Big Ben. And they need to win now. They need to win with this core. And I think they're going to pick whoever they think is the best running back. Um, so we might, we're going to start the first running back train here. And to me, th- there's a three-person conversation here. you got Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, and Javante Williams. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big Etienne fan, but I think the Steelers are going to go Harris just because I think that he fits their offense a little bit more. So, for the Steelers, my worst nemesis 
<laughs> they're going Najee Harris. They need a running back, though. For sure. They, their running game was putrid. It was, and I like the pick. I will say, I don't think you can really go wrong here. Najee Harris is a good pick. I do think the best running back in this class is Travis Etienne. I, I agree. I agree, uh, too. Granted, but it could be a similar—I mean, we see— we don't see Najee Harris. Now, ever, look, as but. a Jets fan, as a team, as a fan of a team that desperately needs a running back, I can see a world where ETN falls to the second round and the Jets nab him. So I'd be yeah, pro yeah, that. So you're, so you're telling Brian with the Steelers to take Najee Harris. But the thing is, it's just a victim of circumstance. Some running back, some stud running back is going to fall to the Jets in the second round. So whether it's Harris or ETN, I'm comfortable with either one. So. Take whoever you want. Thanks for not taking ETN. There you go. And Javante Williams is no consolation no. prize either. No. But this is me more thinking of how the Steelers would draft, and I think they're going to go for more of a running back like Harris than they would ETN. Okay. Just If I had my choice and I'm just picking at face value, I would pick ETN. But I think the Steelers would like a running back like Harris more. And now I'm back on the clock with the snake 25th overall with the Jaguars. We're getting to the tail end of this here. But uh, I picked I pick Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence with the first pick. Back on the clock here. And there's some guys here left on the board that I don't think should be. I'm looking at a guy that... Another offensive line, honestly. I think they could help some guard. And I'm looking at Elijah Vera Tucker, the... Okay guard from USC he has some tackle flexibility but I think they would benefit huge just put him at left or right guard whatever the need is greater and protect Trevor Lawrence protect your franchise quarterback go from there there's some good pass rushers in the AFC South so Elijah Vera Tucker is the pick solid pick um I've been kind of hitting the nail on the head multiple times on this but like rebuilding go offensive line yeah. Um, especially, it's great to pair that with a new quarterback. You're already starting that. They're both gonna have some some rust to shake. Like it's it's gonna be a transition for both of them. Might as well have them do it together. The relationship between a quarterback and their offensive line is one of the most important. So I like I like it. I think it's also kind of a steal. I mean, he's he's a guy that I could see going earlier too. So I think it's a good pick and I respect it. There you go, Jenna. The Browns at 26. Yeah. By the way, I just have to address something. Before we even start the metaphorical clock here, um, it's, it's just no longer an actual clock, by the way, with the timer. Who's more Florida now? I mean, Brian picked two Brian's teams, Mr. Florida. Two picks for two different Florida teams in the first round. And he picked for Miami twice. And Jacksonville. And Jacksonville, that's and what Jacksonville, I'm saying. Yeah. So four, my, rather four Florida picks, and Jenna's just in the corner with her Jets picks. My Jets, I'm a New Yorker now. New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. But basically, um, you know, parts of Florida are New York, so you're you're chilling. Yeah. For I'm, a da- I'm, I'm down to chill in Florida. I have no complaints about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of, well, because the, the way Florida is, we'll do a little Florida segment here. Like, a lot of people, uh, like, came from the islands. Like Puerto Rico is a great example and came to New York. And then they're all like, oh, no, it's cold here. And then they all moved down to Florida. And so... That that uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I had a larger point, and then I've just completely lost my train of thought. Um, but so so oh, the point was now, so now you see, let's say it's it's more prevalent in baseball. Um, you see, you go to a Marlins game. I went to a Marlins Yankees game a while ago. 
because they never play, and the fact that they play in Miami is, you know, I had to go. It felt like we were in New York City. Like, there were people, like, blasting the Empire State of Mind by Jay-Z and Alicia Keys in, like, the parking garage, and everyone was just, like, bopping to that song, and I'm like, this is not a Marlon Tolkien <laughs> game. This is a Yankees game, and that's why, you know, there's been some, you know, heat. We're now into the baseball. Um, there's been some heat on, like, you know, Tampa Bay fans because there's everyone of Florida is a Yankees fan. Yeah. So, yay. Great Florida segment. Let's get back on track with my pick. The exact let's opposite go, Let's of go Florida. back to my home state. And yeah, let's go back Ohio to Brian's home Browns. state at Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns select Rashad Bateman. Okay. Ooh. Wide receiver out of Minnesota. Um, I think they're they're at a place. Like I said, to me, I think the wide receiver is kind of the crown jewel. It's like the thing that you the cherry on top. You're there. Let's you know really get you there. And their offense is is pretty interesting, pretty dynamic. They did a lot of work um, on you know the pass rush uh, pass rush side um, as they're pairing Miles um, Garrett and Javavion Clowney. I can that's not even right. Javion. To Davion Clowney, thank you. I know how to say his name. I remember we did, uh, we talked about him, and it took me like three separate times to pronounce his name, and we stopped recording so many times because <laughs> I couldn't say his name. It's always been hard for me. To Davion Clowney. Um, so they're good. Like there's, they're, they have needs on the defensive side, but I'm not worried about that right now. Let's get this offense, Baker Mayfield. Let's get him another, you know, another target. He has, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. and whatever his name is, the guy who was in Miami for a while. Jarvis Landry. Thank you, Jarvis Landry. And let's, you know, let's add one more. Let's put one more weapon in there, and I'm going Rashad Bateman. And the Browns offense gets that much more scarier. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Yikes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting pick because Brian kind of alluded to it. I think the Browns could benefit from some defense there, but Jenna's going with wide receivers. I'm going with wide receivers. Okay, two picks. My final two picks of the draft, by the way. The snake did not do me any favors towards the end, but that's fine. The Ravens and the Saints at 27 and 28. So, full disclosure, have not given the Saints too much thought. I've been focused on the Ravens at 27. The Ravens need an edge rusher, right? Man, I'm thinking thinking the kid from Georgia, Aziz Ojulari, I think could be a nice pick. I, I think he... I think we all collectively might have underrated him because this is another guy that I could see being taken a little bit earlier, maybe even potentially as the first edge rusher off the board over your guy Phillips from Miami. So I'm comfortable with my pick because I don't think he should have fallen to me, Aziz Ojolari, Georgia. All right? Solid. Very high upside pick there for the Ravens. All right, so let me just lock this in. Aziz Ojolari. That's not how you spell it, but that's all right. (laughs) We get it for the Doc. All right, the Saints. Go to the Saints here. The Saints have a few needs. Remember, this is a good team already. Another team that could probably use some secondary help. Um, I'm also looking at wide receiver as an Achilles heel. Let's think. Man, am I going to do it? Am I going to go Syracuse? I don't know. Might be a reach. Might be a reach. Hold on. <laughs> I'm thinking about this. Think about it. There's a guy it. that I would love to see the Saints take, but I'm curious to see what direction you go. 
Oof, I need every bit of this 45 seconds here. Yeah, I don't know about all this. It seems like a lot of clicking over there. It's it's some clicking. I'm just going through. Oh, man. What do I want to do? Yikes. I'm lost. Okay. Desperation pick? Yeah, here we go. All right. In the name of I'm not concerned about injuries, and in the name of Syracuse, New York, the Saints get some secondary help. Who do you think I'm going to take? Because this is a little interesting. There's three game. options there are here. Three that options. fit the criteria. I think most likely would be Melifonwu, but if you're going just pure talent upside, Cisco. I'm going pure talent upside. Yeah, I, mean, it's Andre I was going to guess Cisco. I think only Injury until. Injury as well, you said. Yeah. Only until pretty recently was Melifonwu regarded as the best Syracuse pro True. out of this draft. For the entire time, for the past couple of years, it's been Andre Sisko. And it's been Andre Sisko for a reason. Melifonwu surges in the boards in an unfair way, largely because Sisko is hurt. Melifonwu played well in a new system, no less. I think Andre Sisko has a nose for the ball. And kind of like Jenna alluded to before, that does not come lightly. The Saints are already a pretty complete team. So if you can force some turnovers and get that offense on the field, that's probably the most important thing after the retirement of Drew Brees. So I'm going to take Andre Sisko. Is it a bit of a reach? Yeah. Am I a homer? Oh, yeah. But I'm still going Andre Sisko. And that rounds out my draft. So I hand the keys off to Brian and Jenna here. And Brad, just... Can I give you a homer comparison to your homer pick? Hit me. Andre Sisco reminds me a lot of Jesse Bates, just okay. for their pure range that both of them have, the, their ability to create turnovers. Both are hard hitters. Both are kind of undersized a little bit. Sisco is probably more stockier than Bates, but they both have that same play style. And I think, you know, if he's healthy, Sisco's the number one safety. He's just coming off an ACL injury and, there's some questions with that. So I, I think Cisco has a br really bright future in the NFL if he can get the medicals figured out. I guess he will not be falling to the Raiders. All right. All fine. Um, I'm on the board for the Green Bay Packers, and I'm going to do something that should have been done last draft. We're not picking Jordan Love or whoever, you know, is the equivalent. We're not doing Kellen that. Mond. Yeah, it would be cute. You're going, <laughs> you're, I'm not going to You're going against what you're known for, Jenna. There's no quarterback. I know. who's <laughs> the, <laughs> Packers, the Packers take quarterbacks. Jenna takes quarterbacks. No. Take a quarterback. No. <laughs> no. Put some respect on Me? Aaron Rodgers' name. He deserves a first-round wide receiver. I'm going Rondell Moore. Ooh, I love Rondell Moore. Love it. He's fallen this far. And Let's I knew get him Brian in. Brian for Rondell Moore going into this draft. I can't believe he didn't take him. That's a big value pick for you. Big fan Thank of you. Rondell Moore. I mean, you watched that his freshman year game against Ohio State when mm -hmm. Purdue upset Dwayne Haskins and the Buckeyes in West Lafayette. Moore was the best player on the field, and he might be five seven, and that's a you know that's is it's a sign of concern. He's a stocky, he's like 190, 195, and the guy is hard to bring down. He's athletic as all be, and to give Aaron Rodgers a guy like Rondale Moore on the other end of Devontae Adams, that's going to be a fun offense. I'd probably say most underrated player in this draft, Rondale Moore. 
So especially if he goes where you were saying he's going to go, then yeah. I think he could fall out of the first round, which would make him even more so the most underrated player in this draft. But I, I love the pick. Probably my favorite pick from you so far. Thank you. Dang, dunk on my uh, Kyle Trask pick. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was not a good pick. I'm sorry. They need a quarterback. So I am on the clock for my last two picks. There's only three picks left in yep. the first round. And I got Buffalo. Buffalo, I think, could use an edge rusher. Right now, Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison, Epineza, nothing crazy, just some solid bets. And I think there's a guy that's here that, again, shouldn't be, Quiddy Pay, the edge rusher from Michigan. Uh, he's not going to blow the door off in terms of his pass rushing skills, but he's a really good run defender. And he's going to be the kind of guy, he's kind of the opposite of what kind of the modern defensive end is. Most of the time, you line somebody inside and you kick them outside on third down to rush the passer. What he pays kind of the opposite. You're going to line them up outside on first and second down and then kick them inside because he's not really, his strength isn't pass rushing and rushing the quarterback, but Quiddy Pay has a lot of athletic upside. He's got a lot of production, and I think Buffalo gets a really good value here at 30. And now with the Ravens' second pick, my last pick at 31, and they, they went pass rusher with the first pick, and I think Baltimore could really use just that traditional number one receiver. I played around with like a Rondell Moore or Kadarius Toney just because they're very shifty and can do a lot with the ball in their hands, but they already kind of have that with Marquise Brown. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm looking at a guy, Terrace Marshall Jr., okay. wide receiver, LSU. He's kind of the forgotten trio of like the LSU wide receivers in that 20, the 2019 or 2020. That I don't know, Mr. Burrow. I know, I should, that I was 2019. 2019, yeah. So, you know, there's Jefferson and there's Chase, but Terrace Marshall had 10 touchdowns that season. That no, I feel like no one knows that. <laughs> so he, he was super productive early on, even with Jefferson and Chase both there. And then seven games this year, he was productive as well. So I, I think Marshall is a good kind of number one. He's got a number one wide receiver upside, and Baltimore takes advantage here. But they get a good pass rusher with a lot of upside in Ojolari, and they get Terrace Marshall Jr., LSU. And Mrs. Irrelevant of the first round. Yes, thank The you. Buccaneers. Yeah, the Bucks. Um, so one of the needs that they said they had was like a wide receiver. And I'm like, eh, I don't I mean they just they just signed, you know, Antonio Brown, which you know how I feel about him. But, you know, he's a little crazy. The Buccaneers but, need a quarterback. Yeah, Tom Brady's <laughs> pretty old. All right, guys. <laughs> chill, okay? I'm sticking to my guns on that Chicago Bears pick. Um yeah, that no, but I'm I'm gonna go edge rusher. I'm gonna go on the defensive side of the ball, um, with Joseph Ose out of Texas. Okay. Um, he, I think he's he's pretty good at at um, closing down on the run. I was just watching watching some highlights. Cause you know number thirty two. This is one of the least prepared for, but I think um, on the defensive side of the ball, your your offense did did enough to beat the high powered offense of you know the Chica the Chicago goodness gracious Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but also with the help of the defense, let's make that defense better because um, you've got everybody returning. So you have time to just kind of, like, build up some people. So that's what I'm going with. 
And that wraps up our draft, Brad. All right, quick that recap here. It's going to be a lot of reading, but okay. here we go. The Jags took Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson off the board to the Jets at two, and then the Niners, per Brad's request, took Justin Fields. So three quarterbacks off the board in the first three picks. The Falcons went off of need, and it was Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida. Pine Sewell, the offensive lineman, goes to the Bengals at five per Brian's request, but probably not going to happen. We'll see. Unfortunately. <laughs> we will see. And Jamar Chase, the guy that the Bengals will likely take at five, goes sixth to the Dolphins. The Lions grab Devontae Smith, potentially the second-best wide receiver in this draft, maybe even the best, who knows, Heisman Trophy winner. Rashawn Slater goes to the Panthers, offensive tackle. Jenna Alike's pick right there. And then Micah Parsons, probably my proudest pick at nine to the Broncos. I, I just think he's the best defensive player in this draft, and I got him at nine. So sign me up for that. He was also the first defensive player taken in our draft. And, again, I, I think that could actually happen just based on the way this draft has kind of laid itself out and everything like that. And then we kind of went defense-heavy a little bit from there. J.C. Horn, the cornerback from South Carolina, goes 10th overall to the Cowboys. They need it. The Giants take Jalen Waddle, wide out Alabama. And the Eagles took Patrick Sertain, Brian Hudnell's pick, probably his best pick in my opinion, 12th overall, the cornerback, another SEC guy right there. Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle to the Chargers. The Vikings grab Jalen Phillips, Mac Jones to the Patriots. Who knows? Maybe the next Tom Brady, probably not, but we're going to say that because it's a podcast, and that's what podcasts like to do. <laughs> okay? Mac Jones, and because he has the gut of Tom Brady, the GOAT. So, Caleb Farley to the Cardinals. That was my pick at 16. Bit of a reach, probably, and I want him at 23 to the Jets, so we'll see. The Raiders took J.O.K., as he's affectionately called right now. According to the Go For Two podcast, linebacker Notre Dame. The Dolphins grabbed Christian Derisaw, offensive lineman from Mr. Miami over there. Brian Hudnell taking two Dolphins picks in the first round. Trey Lance, the corner quarterback from Brian Hudnell, again to the team that plays football in Washington. And uh, the quarterbacks were, you know, off the board in a hurry. Thank you, Jenna Lique. Six quarterbacks Kyle in the first Trask, round. Kyle Trask, out of nowhere, probably a third rounder, goes in what? It was the top 20 to the yep. Bears. And I'm, last... I'm sticking to my guns, guys. You can't pressure me out of it. All right. Best sure. quarterback. Ouch. Okay. Greg Newsom. It's not my fault that Brian messed me up. And yeah, Trey it, was, it was kind of brutal. You really wanted Trey Lance at 20. Yeah. I think it could actually happen. I don't think uh, the the team that plays football is going to take a quarterback, but we'll see. The Colts grab Gre- Greg Newsom, the corner from Northwestern. Elijah Moore from Mississippi to 22 uh, for the Titans and the Jets. Thank you, Jenna. Give me Asante Samuel, the cornerback. We needed a cornerback. I wanted it to be Farley. Couldn't be Farley. My fault. Najee Harris to the Steelers. Nice, interesting pick by Brian to not only go with position need for the Steelers, but also scheme fit at the same time. So I like that. The Jags at 25 grabbed Elijah Vera Tucker, another offensive lineman, to help a new quarterback. Trevor Lawrence needs to be protected down in Florida. The Browns grabbed Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver, at 26. Ravens got Aziz Ojali for the edge rusher. That was one of my picks. And then I was a homer. Sue me. The Saints are already a complete team. They can afford to take on a guy that might not contribute right away just because of injuries. It's Syracuse's own Andre Sisco 
There you go, the safety, All-American, Mr. Interception. Rondell Moore, one of the most underrated players in this draft, in my opinion. I think Brian's opinion, too. Jenna, nice pick at 29 to the Packers. They needed a wide receiver. They got one. Quiddy Pay to the Bills at 30. The Ravens at 31. With the Chiefs pick, formerly of the Chiefs, got Terrence Samuel, rather Terrence Marshall Jr. from LSU and Mr. Irrelevant of the first round to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Joseph Osei, an edge rusher. Hey, you can never have too much, too many edge rushers. So there you go. That is the let's call it first annual Go for Two podcast joint draft, right? Yeah, we Clap didn't do up. this last year. All right. Good job. With that, I'm going to take it because we've been here far too long. Grab it. We've been here really long. <laughs> like, this is a really long podcast episode. All right. So now it's what was trending. We're each going to pick, uh, you know, a topic people have been talking about. Um, it's very draft heavy. So, Brad, let's start us off, and then I'll go, and then Brian will let you finish up. All right. What was trending? Well, Roger Goodell is fully vaccinated, which is good news good at him, this yeah. point. I think we're all pro-vax here. And uh, are we all fully vaccinated? I'm, I'm not. I am fully Oh, you're not? I'm not. I am the Johnson & Johnson okay. gang. Hey, high five to that. Johnson & Johnson, 24 hours before it was recalled, right? At the buzzer. I, that was me, too. Buzzer. I did it on that Monday. There before. you go. Yeah. All right. So who knows what Roger Goodell got, but either way, he's fully vaccinated, and that means he can hug the players. There you go. This I, is a great headline. Yeah. <laughs> Roger Goodell to hug players. Now, Trevor Lawrence is not going to be there, and some other big names won't be at the draft, but there you go. Roger Goodell will be hugging players. My question is, if you were an, M- an NFL uh, recruit, prospect, would you go to the draft? Would you hug Roger Goodell? My gut says yes. You're only going to get to hug Roger Goodell one time. But like, is it that, see, but I'm a huge Boo the Commish gal. Mm. Love booing the Commish, which I hated what they but did last year. how savage would it be if, as you're hugging him, you kind of whisper, I would do it because it's my favorite <laughs> part of the draft. Everyone just booing him. And it was really annoying last year with the virtual draft. It was like a thing that like he yeah. knew about and he was like, yeah, let's yeah, do it. Boo let's boo go. I liked Goodell giving the pick in his basement on like the comfy chair. The comfy brutal. chair like went viral. Brutal. Yeah, so I'm, I'm happy for him. I would probably give him a hug, but I don't know why. It just that was my gut response. All right. Jenna, hit me. What was trending? Yeah, uh, Chris Sims. A very clickbaity uh, mock draft, a lot of people were calling it, has Justin Fields yeah. going not <laughs> dropping to number 32. My Bears need a pick of a quarterback. They better be picking Justin Fields if he's there on the board. Um, but, yeah, had him down at number 32. And people were upset. People were like, Oh, he must really like the Bucks. He did for you know for he is formerly of the Bucks. He played for the Bucks for a very short time. He wasn't a very good NFL quarterback, but now he makes his money you know with some hot takes. So it just doesn't make any sense. It's absurd. Like, it, it doesn't it's make absurd. any sense for him to fall that far, and it doesn't make any sense for the Niners to take him if he does fall that far. Real quick, I know this is not exactly what your what was trending was, but. It's no secret Justin Fields has fallen on a lot of mock drafts, a lot of big boards. Why do we think that is? I really don't know. Nothing Brad. has happened. I have since. no explanation for it. He hasn't done a single he, he thing. He outperformed Trevor Lawrence, and then he went on to have a really good pro day, and that means that Trey Lance is a better quarterback. It's so like, confusing. Like that cleansing game he had in the the playoffs. He did that without completely sold without me a rib. Fields. Any doubts I had before that? completely gone and and brian it's interesting that you bring that up because i feel like a lot of this 
is a character thing with Justin Fields. That's what it is. That's which doesn't make any about. sense because the character thing has to be answered. That question has to be answered when you watch the tape from that Clemson game. After For sure. He, For he, sure. he had no business being in that game. And he said, hey, this is the biggest game of my life. This is the biggest game for my team of the season. That's that's we're the game playing. they've been working for. Like, yeah. They were working for that game, and they're the team that showed up. You need a leader at the quarterback position to bring that heart out of your teammates and then gets killed on a play. Uh-uh. He was roadkill. He and was so, done. And, and I, gets back up. And I guarantee you every player in your locker room is going to respect Justin Fields. Yeah. I, there's, I don't get why he, he's – who knows? Maybe he goes three, and we're all like shocked. Like, but it it's just it doesn't make any sense to me. I think it's a problem though that we will be shocked if he goes three. Yes, I think there's a problem there. Look, I I, I don't know, and, and there are so many different things. It could be could be character, could be the school. I think that's my vote. There could school. be it, there is an Ohio, Ohio State, State quarterback stigma for sure. And you know, and and this is not a political broadcast. It could be his race. I, I don't think it is. There has been a stigma against black quarterbacks in the past. I think we're getting past that. I think Trey Lance means that that's not a problem this year because mm-hmm. Justin Fields is being replaced by Trey Lance. But a lot of people are talking about Justin Fields as a black quarterback as one of the reasons that he might be falling. That's where I disagree, but I think it's worth mentioning. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's, it's an interesting question that you pose, though, because it feels like nothing is – there hasn't been – a giant, cur- uh, you know, controversy. We're not seeing Laramie Tunsil exactly. smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not seeing it. That was, I remember that draft. That was crazy. That was, it was insane. It dropped right before the draft. Now, my favorite part of that draft is the, the dr- post-draft press conference mm-hmm. when Laramie Tunsil was asked by reporters outright. Comes from Ole Miss, Hugh Freeze, now the coach of Liberty, and this is why. Hey, Laramie, um, were you ever paid to go to Ole Miss in any way? And he goes, um, I'd have to say, yeah. <laughs> He's and gone that, now. He has no that, obligation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has no yeah. obligation. He's not going to, it doesn't matter for him. He was already drafted. The Dolphins are stuck with him at 11, right? I think it was 11, right? It was like 11 or 12. Something, something like that. that. Yeah. The Dolphins are stuck with him. He already signed the papers, basically. And that is when Hugh Freeze's career ended. And it's kind of back. Not really. Yeah, but all right. Let's keep it moving. Tell us what's up, Brian. But so we, if you haven't seen that video, you should watch it. It's the pretty way funny. He says I'll look it. it up. I haven't seen it. So this is kind of similar to what Jenna kind of put with Fields going at 32, but I'll try to keep it strictly, like strictly between Trey Lance and Mac Jones. The 49ers gave up a lot to trade up to number three, and once they did that, they said, "Okay, we're gonna get a quarterback." And the, the I forget who broke the news, but. They basically said it's either going to be Trey Lance or Mac Jones. Shanahan wants Jones. The 49er front offense wants Trey Lance. And I'm just thinking if you're going to build a team, why would you give up all that those picks and not get the guy that has the high upside in Trey Lance? Sure, Mac Jones had a great season this past year, but I don't see him getting that much better than where he kind of is now. Like, Do you think, honestly, Mac Jones is – going to be that much better than Jimmy G? So if that's kind of the question you're asking yourself, why not get Trey Lance, who can learn under Jimmy G for a year or two, and then when he's ready, the guy that has the high upside, you can put him there. And if Trey Lance is as advertised in terms of his potential, that's going to be an exciting offense if that works out for them. So that that's kind of my – I don't get the logic in picking Mac Jones 
that some mocks have them picking. I'll take, it, I'll take it one step further, Brian. Mm-hmm. If you are going to trade up to three and give up a king's ransom to get there, mm-hmm. you better know who you're taking, and yeah. it better be a unilateral decision. Now, I, look, we know where I stand on the quarterback situation. I actually think we all agree that Justin Fields should be third. Yes. I, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. But, look, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Kellen Mond, Kyle Trask, whoever you want to take, just make sure that everyone in the building agrees with it. Now you're telling me that we are what? less than 24 hours away from this draft as we're recording this podcast, and still no one knows in or out of the organization who will be taken. That is ridiculous. That's dysfunctional. If you, well, if it's you, concerning. Well, well, the quote of the offseason in terms of just talking about quarterbacks, <laughs> oh yeah. Jimmy, the Jimmy G quote from Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan, uh, I can't guarantee that, any, guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive Sunday, so I can't guarantee – who will be on our <laughs> roster. He could have what? said that in so many different ways without implying that he was going to kill his quarterback. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I thought it was genius, by the way. Ooh. Okay. Uh, hot take. I thought it was genius. genius. All right. Now, it was an accidentally genius thing to say, and this is why, is because the whole point of him saying that was to dodge the, the question and get people to stop talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. What are we talking about True. right now? We're talking about Kyle Shanahan and how much of an idiot he is. So yeah. mission accomplished, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> there you it, go. It, you know, it that's because he's a genius. I don't think that's how the the PR person would have advised him to handle the situation, Probably but no. it has a similar result. Yeah. Get people off Jimmy G. All right, now it's time for the the best segment, if I if I must say. Um, we've we've done it with. Me and just me and Brian before, so we've had a Bengals fan frustration before, but we never had three. We're gonna get and all, super amped. And all three of us have teams to be frustrated. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, it works yes. out. It works out perfectly. So it's time to cue that music. Fan <gasps> frustration. We're back, and we had a fan frustration. Brian, as our guest, I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, I alluded to this a little bit during our mock draft, but if all of the Bengals kind of beat reporters of what they're saying is true and the team is the team is likely going to pick Jamar Chase at 5 tomorrow night if he's there. And it's concerning to me as a Bengals fan because, look, Jamar Chase is great. He's my number one wide receiver. He's a lot of people's number one wide receiver. And I'm not, I know, pairing up Burrow and his t- top target, it could be very special. And that wide receiver trio of Chase, Boyd, and Higgins, that's pretty, that's pretty good. That's pretty spicy. good. But I think if you look back at past drafts, there are talented wide receivers that fall to day two all the time. Yeah. DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, you know, I mean, I could go on Potentially and on. Rondell Moore. Rondell year. Moore even could. Terry McLaurin was in the third round. So it's just with that. And the Bengals know this better than anyone. Tyler Boyd and Higgins were second-round picks. So why not go for the top-end tackle where not a lot of development is needed for either Slater or Sewell, and then you can take advantage of the value you're going to get at in the second round, because they're, they're, I think they're pick 38. Like, there's going to be somebody that's there that shouldn't have been. And especially after the Burrow injury, and the Bengals don't have a huge 
a great track record of developing O-line in at least the last four or five years since Whitworth and Zeitler left for free agency. It's just I, 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 just, I disagree with the team-building logic of picking Chase over Sewell or Slater. So here's where I'm going to push back on that. Mm. I'm going to challenge you here on the Gopher 2 podcast. All right. Doesn't this feel a little A.J. Greeny? A.J. Green comes from the SEC's taken out of Georgia fourth overall in, what year was that? That was 20, 2011. Okay. Sack draft. Yeah, good draft. Yeah. draft. Good draft. But the, the whole mantra of A.J. Green was, man, this guy was pro-ready, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why he was taken fourth yep. overall. And I think you said a very similar thing earlier in this podcast about Jamar Chase. He's got the front. Or maybe that was off pod. I, I don't know. But I know for a fact that you're very pro-Jamar Chase's frame, and that's one of the reasons that you like him over Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. So, as an A.J. Green worshiper, how are you having any hesitancy towards the guy that has more parallels to the best wide receiver in franchise history than anyone else in this draft? Because, Brad, I saw... Joe Burrow leave on a cart because Fair. the Bengals neglected their worst, their biggest need. Which oh, maybe is that you can get the ball out quicker too than, uh, True. than to a good wide receiver. Then we're not talking about this. Look, but, I completely agree yeah, with you. It's just, they need an offensive lineman, but I'm all, I'm only just trying to yes. ease your pain here. No, I could see you're cringing at this Jamar Chase pick, and I'm just telling you, hey, remember that guy Green? No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not cringing because I don't like Jamar Chase, and I'm not because. The Bengals are in a position, regardless of who they pick, it's going to be an instant impact player, whether it's Sewell or Slater or Chase, whoever, even Pitts. There's a small segment of Bengals fans that want Kyle Pitts. So it's just it's the logic behind your team building. The Bengals could pick A.J. Green at four all those years ago because they already had a really good offensive line. They had Andrew Whitworth. They had you know, you know all these guys – there that have been there for a long time and it allowed a rookie Andy Dalton and allowed a rookie AJ Green to make a postseason run they could adjust to the NFL faster than most because that offensive line situation was already taken care of and plus another thing to consider if you pick Penny Sewell you pick Rashawn Slater that helps Joe Mixon that yeah, helps Burrow true. Help, it helps all facets of the that's offense true. so that's why when you have two can't-miss tackle prospects in Sewell and Slater, and you go with Chase, when you can get a good receiver in the second or third round, to me, that's, that's where I push back on. I'm not pushing back on Chase. It's just the logic behind picking Chase. On the record, I agree with him. Just <laughs> devil's advocate pushback. Trying to get me to... Brad loves to get people fired up. All right, with that, I'm going to go. And I'll let Brad, you can, you can finish up and close us out. All right, so for me, I, I talked about it up up top um, when I chose for the Raiders. An O-line pick could very well be the pick of the first round. And I'm sorry to complain, but it's a little too boring for me. That's not spicy. I want something that I can get excited about. Last year, question mark? Yeah, last year. No, two years? No, last year was Henry Ruggs. Um, two years ago, um, you had Cleveland Farrell, which was an interesting pick. Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Abrams, like three big first round picks. Still trying to figure, you know, Josh Jacobs is the only probably bona fide first draft. No, Hmm? wasn't that Gruden's first draft? 
think so. The first of the Gruden yeah, Mayock. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so it I was. think he was just looking to make it, headlines. Oh, so. and he oh, he did. And they did. And I, I saw that they posted, the Raiders posted a picture with the three of them. And I was like, this draft made me happy. I'm, I'm going to be honest. We The only bona fide star right now is Josh Jacobs. Yeah. But it's still kind of like, we Charles did a good thing. player. It was fun. Charles hmm? a good player. He's a good player. He's a fine player. But, he, you know, he's not that flashy edge rusher that was that's going to replace Khalil Mack. It's just not who he is. Um, but a very good run stopper. You know, good at what he does. Um, but, you know, this, you know, everyone knows Josh Jacobs. Um, but I saw a picture. I was like, oh, this is fun. I remember they also, at one point, maybe, they picked Colton Miller a couple of years ago. And, like, uh, <laughs> sorry, Colton Miller. You're really great for us now. He's a really good, strong offensive lineman. Um, but similar to what I've been saying this whole time, it took a little bit for him to develop. So even when it was like, okay, we got an offensive lineman, it's not like he's going to be like, look at Colton Miller. He's killing it. It was He was getting beat. Almost all the time. Well, it was and it was a reach at the time too. It yeah, wasn't like he, he, he settled in now. Gone there. At yeah, that from, spot. out of out of UCLA. Um, and so I just I've I've done the whole offensive line pick thing, and it's just not exciting enough for me. Also, we picked Carl jo- Joseph one year. I've alluded to that, and that was kind of like, uh, give me something spicy. This is a spicy draft. There's a lot going on in this draft. A lot it's of quarterbacks. Ex- it's a lot of quarterbacks. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I'm sticking All to right, my guys. All right, Kyle God. Shanahan. We do not need – the Raiders don't need a quarterback. If they pick a quarterback – if okay, weird, adjacent. But, like, if Justin Fields falls, I don't think that they should. But that's the kind of spice I'm talking about. Headlines. I'm all oh about headlines God. until because we're gonna have another what a click baby fan. Yeah, well, we're gonna have another eight and eight season anyway, or seven, nine, <laughs> nine and seven, and eight, or nine and eight, and whatever, whatever the numbers are now. We're gonna have that type of season. We're gonna be mediocre anyway. So why do, might as well let me get excited on the post draft pod? Why not? This team's it's, gonna be a mess. See, Brad, it's crazy for me to hear that because if Bengals pick Sewell or Slater, I'm jumping up and down, yeah. like going nuts. But yeah, I'm, but glad, I'm glad for we you. Have, we have two very different situations. Yeah, so. different people too. That is yeah, true. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that is true. All right, all right, Brad. Finish this up. Ends in Gotham. All right, so I, I kind of alluded to it earlier. I really want Caleb Farley. This is a guy that's been rumored to fall out of the first round. Virginia Tech corner, back surgeries galore, and he opted out of this season in part because of injuries, in part because of COVID. And I think, I think that's the guy to take. I really do. I think based on just raw talent alone, the Jets last the last time the Jets attempted to have a last down corner, it came in free agency and it didn't it did not pan out. So at this point, I think Farley's the way to go. You just can't let talent slip past you when you have so many needs, and it would be a severe mistake. So there's my fan frustration. That's the way I feel. My heart poured out onto this pod. Oh. All right, Caleb Farley, just just pick him, pick him. If, if not, there, if him. not, just pick a pick a Fazu What's the difference? All right, go Q's. <laughs> Take go Q's. All right, Brad, close this up. Please. That does it for this edition of the Go for Two podcast, Brian. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thank you for Gotta having get you me. on more Appreciate often. It. I swear this this conversation occurred. <laughs> I swear it was either the first time or the second time you were on. Probably the second. Uh, I said to Jenna, and Jenna said to me like. We gotta have Brian on more often, and, then, and now it's like 365 days later. <laughs> it's a year later. But, but I promise it's gonna happen this year, thousand percent. So, 
Go for two podcasts wrapped up. Here's a long one. It's a good one. Good draft. It was, Brian, yeah, it's a bulky some, one. Some spicy picks. All right, all right. As, as the newest official member of the Go for Two podcast, who won the draft? Who won the take draft? A, take a quick skim and say Brad. <laughs> well, you know, I don't, it goes against my nature to pick myself. So, sure. but I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pick between you and Jenna just because I kind of like not picking myself. Does <laughs> that make sense? But uh, I, I'm sorry, Jenna, but I, I gotta go. You're gonna go, Brad. Brad. I knew you were gonna go. It Brad. was the quarterback. It, it was literally. It was the quarterback. It was Kyle Trask. All right, Brad, Brad the victor. Going the go against podcast. Victor, but I will say I'm okay with that because last year when me and Brad we just picked like we did our own mock draft. Yeah. I hit on more than Brad. Did. This is true. But, so but I will give true. you props, Jenna, for the Rondale Moore pick. Good so good it's good not. Thank it was you. a very close decision. Yeah. I'm. They they need to figure it out. All right, whatever. All right, well, you can send us an email. Go for the number two pod at gmail.com. If you want Brian's digits, we'll send them to you. He's a hot commodity there, all right? Mm-hmm. You can also find us on Twitter at go for the number two podcast and on Spotify on the same handle. Archived episodes on YouTube and SoundCloud. We'll see you next time. Hey, let us know how we did on our drafts by sending us that email. We want to know how much. Yell me about my up. quarterback pick. That's it. <laughs> Three of us on the Gopher 2 podcast signing off. We'll see you next time.